morning, everyone. We're going to try to get started here. And uh, we appreciate all of you being with us this morning. And uh, thank you all for coming. We still have several that are here, there, and yonder. Uh, who in here invited somebody to come to church today? Other than your wife or somebody. Okay. I need your help. Invite someone to come be in service with us, okay? It's important. You might say, well, they won't listen to me. You just never know. You never know. But we do appreciate the Lord and looking forward to the service this morning. Sister, Rebecca, Edwards, would you please uh, have your part this morning? in from work out of the field at 5.30 this morning and he's back in here for service this morning. Appreciate the Lord for that, don't you? Huh? I see some of you shaking your your eyes like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> but I appreciate the Lord for, for helping us with that. I'm going to ask him now if he would come and to receive our morning tithe and offering. And uh, alright, brother Rob. It's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. I may be tired, but it is worth it. I'm, I'm trying to achieve something. Yeah. I'm not just trying to go through life like everybody else. I'm trying to let it separate it. In yeah. order for us to do that, we, we need to we need to be in the house of God. We need to we need to hear his word. We need to pray to him. We need to be involved. You know, we, how can you expect to know someone if you don't have a relationship with them? Right. Amen. You can't. You know, the world is so wrapped up in getting to know people and 
get to communicate with others, but they forget the one person they need to communicate to. That's right. You know, I, I often think to myself when I see some of my coworkers and they're on their phones and they see Facebook, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, if, if Jesus called you right now, would you even know it was Him? Yeah. Would you pick up for Him? Yeah. You're so attached to the world, and you see things from a from a from a tainted lens. Yes. You see it from a from a, a worldly perspective. Your flesh is pulling you out into sin, and you have no idea. Right. You're so lost. I just spent the entire night thinking to myself, like, I don't know how they 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 stay like this. I don't know how they want to have the conversations that they want to have. And look, I'm not acting like I'm perfect. I, I used to live that life. But once you meet the Maker, the Creator, is, the Creator that I was talking about, you're you're going to want to change. If you really come and know Him, you're going to want to change. That's right. You won't want to live that way anymore. No. You'll want to be separated. It's easy to live in the flesh, but it's hard to seek after things like this. But there's a higher reward. Yes, there's sir. a reward for us, and that's why I'm here. Thank because you. I'm seeking something greater than myself, and definitely greater than this world. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Father, for everything you're doing for us, Lord. We ask that you bless this service, Father, and use, use the, the preachers to pull up the hearts of those that may be lost. Lord, lift this up, Father. We ask that you bless this offering to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank the Lord. Teresa, begin us a song here. Do appreciate. Uh, I, I don't know about y'all, but I love coming to church. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of times some of us in here have those uh, uh, Arthur type diseases and all, and I can tell you, you don't feel very good. But when I get to church, I got to feel better. How about you? You say, no. I, well, that's because you're still letting the devil fight you too much. Huh? Do you know we had a person that was coming to our church for a while and she had drifted away from God? And did you know every time they would pull up to come to church, she would throw up outside? Yeah. Sure did. But see, she was looking back instead of looking forward. And so coming to church to her made her sick. Why do you always feel sick when it comes to coming to church? I'll tell you the reason why the devil's trying to hold you back. Let me tell you something. Wednesday night, I wasn't feeling good Wednesday night. You can ask my wife. I was not feeling good Wednesday night. But I felt pretty good during Wednesday night service. Come on. Lord, help me. Amen. And from that time forward, I've been doing a lot better. So a lot of times, I know, you know, and, and, and I am very sympathetic. But sometimes we just need to push a little bit. You know what I told Brother Robert over there? I went by him just a few minutes ago. And I said, can you go home? It's all right. He said, oh, no. Oh, no. Huh? I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Wants to be in church. And I'll be honest with you. Everyone that I'm looking at wanted to be in church this morning. Or you wouldn't have been here. So I say thank you for coming. Let's get in and see what God's got for us here this morning. Those of you that normally help us, come on up. I thank the Lord for His goodness.
so very good to us. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. Where could we have been? Huh? Where could we have been? And I appreciate how the Lord has been so good, so merciful unto us. Uh, I am at the age where uh, I'm eight, feeling aged. <laughs> Though, compared to some of y'all, I'm just young sprout. But anyway, uh, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I am feeling more aged. And, um, but I appreciate the Lord for the strength that I do have. That's right. And I thank the Lord every day for the opportunity to be able to get up and worship and live for Him day by day. Um, and so uh, I just wish in some ways that uh, I had grabbed a hold of this thing at an earlier age. Really do. But I'm glad that I did when I did. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And uh, may not preach very long here this morning. And if you would uh, go with me to uh, verse uh, 43. And those that are able to stand with me to honor the Word, if you would, stand with us here this morning. John chapter 1, starting in verse 43. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip, and said unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael. And says unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said unto him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, whom is no God. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Amen. So let's bow our heads here this morning and ask the Lord to help us. Dear Jesus, we thank You. We thank You for who You are. You are more than just a man. And You are more than just a prophet. And You are more than just a God. You are the God of gods. Lord of lords. King of kings. Amen. The Almighty. 
the maker of heaven and of earth. Amen. And by you and through you, all things consist and are held together. And we thank you, Lord, that like the psalmist said, what is man that thou art mindful of us? I thank you, Lord, that you are mindful of us. And I pray, Lord, that you would come by to the congregation here this morning, see the hearts, see the struggles, see the heartaches, the difficulties, the aches and pains. Lord, I pray, come by, help us here this morning. We're looking unto you, and Lord, if there's any soul that's strayed and needs to come back to you, we pray, Lord, this morning, let it be. And Lord, if there's any soul that's been going cold, I pray, Lord, let this morning, let that flame fire up in their soul and in their bodies. And Lord, for all of us here, help us to feel your presence. I thank you, Lord, I've already felt it. But Lord, I'm believing for more. Come by, help us, we pray. In Jesus' holy and righteous and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So here we see the calling of Nathaniel. Nathaniel, that very name talks about a gift. And we see here that uh, Philip was of the uh, Bethsaida, the same city as Andrew and Peter. And that uh, Philip went and found his friend Nathaniel. What did you do when you came to the Savior? Did you tell somebody? Ah, let me tell you. When you come and you meet the Savior, truly meet Him, you want to tell somebody what's happened. You want to tell them, I was praying and all of a sudden, come on. You remember that time? Maybe in a closet, maybe in church, amen. When the Lord came to you in such a way that you've never felt before and you knew that you knew that you knew you knew Him. Amen. And that He knew us. What a wonderful time. And so, Philip found Nathaniel. And notice what Philip says to him. We have found Him. I want you to make note that the New Testament, that the people in the New Testament were actively looking for the Messiah. This was not a passive thing of, oh, we found him. No, the whole country had been on pins and needles because of uh, Daniel's 70 weeks uh, proclaiming when the Messiah would be born. And it didn't take a, a, a scholar to understand that the Messiah was due there any time. Whenever uh, uh, Anna, I think it was, and, and also who was that man in the, that was in the temple when Jesus was born too? But anyway, uh, he came. They were looking for the Messiah. It was an active looking. It wasn't passive. They knew that the Messiah was to come soon. Can I tell you, this generation right now, we need to have an active expectation of seeing the Lord's return. Amen? And uh, I guess really and truly, let me make it more clear, we're looking for His 
uh, trumpet and for us to be taken out of here. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not sure what you're looking for, but I'm looking for that. The great trumpet. And so uh, Nathaniel came. He said, we found the one of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Did you know Moses wrote in the prophets about Jesus? About one that would come? Amen. And that you should follow Him. And that the name Jehovah would be in His name. And isn't that wonderful? That's exactly what Jesus' name is. Jehovah saves. Amen. Uh, And so, He said uh, uh, that He would come. And He said His name was Jesus of... (laughs) That's like saying Jesus of New York. Jesus of Panama City, Florida. Jesus of... Uh, what's that city Disney's in? No, they actually got another name for it. What, huh? Okay, close. Anyway, it'd be like that, you know? Or Hollywood. Jesus of Hollywood. You think, what? Oh, that's the way Nazareth was to them. It was offensive word to think that the Holy One of Israel would come from such a place. He goes on, he said, of course, he says, can anything come from there? And Philip said the right thing. Come and see. When people you're witnessing to sometimes say, I don't know, you need to tell them the same thing. Come and see. Don't say come and see your preacher because that might be one of my bad messages that night. Huh? Don't say come and see Sister Teresa because that might be sometime when she's off that particular night or out of town or something. But come and see. Amen. Because I want to tell you something. The Lord is able to move in our midst and to see His church and His bride. Come and see. Come and see that the Lord is good. And so, uh, Jesus, when Jesus saw Nathaniel, He must not have been too far off from him. Because Nathaniel heard what he said. He might have been coming in the door and said, Behold, indeed, uh, I'm sorry, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no God. No trickery. No uh, trying to trap or bait somebody. Somebody without being cunning. Huh? And talk somebody in and catch them somehow or another. Folks, let me tell you, that stuff doesn't really work. When we are seeking souls, amen, we need to have no guile. Just lay it out there to them, but show them your love and your passion for the Savior. They'll pick up on that, amen. And so here, Nathaniel, he must have known that's the way he was. He must have been like some of these South Georgia people. They just plain spoken. Huh? Yeah? All right. And then Nathaniel said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? How do you know me? Where did you meet me at? Andrew, where did you meet me at? Huh? Where did you meet me at? Huh? Where did you meet me at? You remember where you met the Savior? 
But oh, this is the point that I want to get to us here. He said, Before Philip called thee, thou was under the fig tree, and I saw thee. Before you can see Jesus, before Jesus comes to you, He sees you. And He sees your situation and where you're at. <laughs> Woo! Glory! Now, Nathaniel was a great man. He was a good man. And we can only imagine what he might have been praying under that fig tree. There, like I said to you, there were a lot of them looking for the coming of the Messiah during this time. Uh, in James Fawcett Brown's commentary on this Scripture, uh, he's got a little uh, section there. He says, uh, when under the fig tree. He said, when retirement for meditation and prayer uh, was not uncommon, and a lot of times they would go under the fig tree. They didn't have air conditioning like we had. So they'd find them a good tree to get under. Okay? And said, thither probably, hearing that his master's master had at length appeared. In other words, talking about the Lord Jesus. The Messiah had come. And he even with mingled earnestness to behold him. And dread of deception. Have you ever been deceived? Oh, yes. Huh? Come. Maybe go someplace and ask, you know, oh, when you see this preacher or you see this guy, all this stuff will happen. And when you got there, none of that happened. And really worse things happened. Huh? And so, heaving with mingled earnestness to behold him and dread of deception. He retired and poured out his guiltless, guileless heart for light and guidance. Ending with such a prayer as maybe this, show me a token for good. Prove it, Lord. If this is the Messiah, give me a sign. Lord, if this is really the Lord, oh, if this is really your Messiah, Lord, show me. Put it into me. Amen. And so uh, he with these pleadings and all that. And then Jesus said, while you were under the fig tree. He saw him when he was praying. Lord, I've been deceived. This one came by and it wasn't you. Lord, this one came by and it wasn't you. Lord, I want to know you. You ever plead with God? Tell him, I want you, Jesus. I want to know you. I want to know you in your depths. I want to know all about you, Lord. I need you. Amen. He was calling on the Lord. And then when he walks up, Jesus saw him. Have you ever noticed when Jesus saw you? Yes. Yes. Huh? Yes. Have you all of a sudden had that feeling like, Oh, Lord, right then and there, Lord, you heard my prayer. Right then and there, Lord, I felt your presence. And Lord, I don't know why, but I'll tell you the reason why. Because he saw us. Oh, thank the Lord. I don't know about you, but that excites me. Have we come so accustomed of Jesus seeing us that it doesn't mean anything to us? But he sees us. He sees our hearts. 
sees our hearts when we're broken hearted over situations in life. He sees our hearts when we're broken hearted about maybe ourselves and the things that we feel we're so lacking in when it comes to serving God. Maybe it's things that are of sicknesses that we cannot control and we don't want to happen, but they hinder us in trying to praise God the way we'd like to. Maybe it's just a lack of, of uh, understanding Him. Jesus sees us. Huh? He not only sees us. That was the thing that Nathaniel was so excited about. Not only did he see me, but he knew what I was praying. I wanted a token. And here's a token right there. Woo! You believe God can do it? Huh? I believe He can. Amen? Are you looking for that token? A lot of times we uh, we want the token to come by and knock us on the head, lay us out on the floor, roll us up in a corner, amen, before we say, oh, that was the Lord. Yeah. He doesn't come like that all the time, folks. That's right. He might, but he doesn't do like that all the time. A lot of times his spirit will agitate our spirit and we'll know but that's the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the difference between the Lord and the Star Spangled Banner? Yes. You say, Brother Jeff, what are you talking about? You ever got the E? Some people call it the Eevee Jeebies. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing the Star Spangled Banner. Yes. Huh? Yes. Can I tell you something? Mm, help me, Lord. I appreciate my nation. Yes. I love my nation. Yeah, right. If they called me up, if they take me or something like that, I, and we had to fight, I have a fight for my nation. But I want to tell you something. I don't want to start saying a bang or shaking me where Jesus came. I want to feel His presence. I want His Spirit to rattle my cage. Amen. I want to feel Him. Amen. Oh, as I get older, oh, I, 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 so many times I want to be able to have those type experiences in my life like I had when I was younger and it just seemed explosive. Huh? But there are a lot of times I don't get it like that anymore. Come on. We need the Lord. He sees us. He sees us. A lot of the old timers used to tell me that they hated going to the doctor and having surgery. You know why? They said so many times it was so hard to get back to that place where they could feel the Spirit of God. Come on. <laughs> I think my wife has a little bit of that. I'm thankful for it too. She'll go in and get a root canal with just local anesthesia. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's what I think. I see it on my face. Like, yeah. That's how much.
but she doesn't want anything to hinder. <laughs> so, we need to look and see that God sees us where we are at. And not only does He see us, He reads our thoughts. He knows the intent of our hearts. He knows if we are hiding anything from Him. If we're holding on to anything. And I want to tell you something. There are times, maybe you, you never had this situation, but there were times I was holding on to something and I didn't realize what I was holding on to. Huh? Until the Lord brought it up. And I realized, you don't like that, Lord? You don't want me to have what's in my hand, Lord? Huh? But Lord, ain't nothing wrong with that. Huh? Jesus, you know, it don't hurt nobody. Come on. You don't know how it affects Him. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. But God sees us. Sees all the way in us. I'm glad that the Lord sees us. We see in Genesis 11 and 5 that the Lord came down to see a city. Y'all remember that? Yes. Nimrod was looking. I mean, was building that tower. And Jesus came down to see that city. I'm sorry, the Lord came down to see that city. I'm sure He was included. In Genesis 16 and 13, you remember Hagar? Yes. Hagar the servant? Hagar the slave? She said in uh, verse 13 and 14, And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Woo! Glory! And the place is called Berlahoria, which means the well of of the living one seeing me. He sees you. He sees you. Amen. Sees you. He sees us. He sees our difficulties. He sees those different conversations we have with ourselves in our head. He also sees those temptations that we go through. Amen. And so the Lord knows all about those things. And I want to tell you something. He has compassion on us. The reason we get a little extra help in those times of temptation is because He sees us. He sees our thoughts. He understands where we are at. And then Genesis 18 and 18, I just, uh, just a, a couple of little parts where it talks about him seeing, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. The Lord called Abraham because he saw ahead of time. Amen. The Lord doesn't just see you where you're at now, That's right. he sees where you will be at. In five minutes from now, in an hour from now, two days from now, He sees the path that you're on. Come on. 
I firmly believe in free will, folks. But I'm going to tell you, we have bought into it too much to the place where we think that we can create our own future. You cannot create your own future. God has set each one of us on a particular life path. He knows the temptations and trials we will have until we make that final breath. So, Brother Jeff, if he knows all of that, where does the free will come in? Are you going to walk that path with Jesus? Or by yourself? Oh, come on now. Oh, come on. God sees us and He sees the path that we are on. Amen. And He sees the decisions that we are making. Amen. And yet, while we are yet sinners, He loves us. He cares for us. And so, it is important that we remember He sees us. <clears throat> Remembers He sees us. I like this one. Genesis 29, 31. And when the, law, the Lord saw Leah, yeah. and when the Lord saw Leah, was hated. You ever felt hated? Ever felt despised? Ever felt like you were thrown out? The Lord sees that. Don't ever think He doesn't. He'll give you grace. Oh, that Scripture I gave to you about Hagar, that Scripture I gave to you, she had run away from uh, Sarah because Sarah was beating her, mistreating her, already had... In today's day and time, we would have said she was molested. Come on, in modern time, she was molested. She ran away, and the Lord came to her, saw her hiding, and He said, I'm going to make that child that's within your stomach, amen, a great nation. And you know what He said to her? Go back to Sarah. Go back and obey her. Woo! To go back, to submit, and to say, yes, Lord, I'll go back. But the Lord saw what she needed and what was needed for that child. Amen. Uh, that child, we, we talk a lot about Isaac, but oh, that child, amen, when he was born, he ended up having 12 sons. And a great nation was made of him too. We commonly know them as the Arabs today. So anyway, the Lord sees where we are at. He cares. He notices when you notice. Exodus 3 and 4. And when the Lord saw that He turned aside to see. When you turn aside. Will you stop your daily routine? Stop that particular where you're heading and going to turn aside yes. to be with the Lord. Too many times we got plans. We got places to go. We can't do all that. We need to learn to turn aside some. Amen. Turn aside 
and be with God's people. Turn aside and to hear good preaching and have some fellowship from time to time. We need to be willing to turn aside. And there's been times, Teresa and I, we might sneak into something. But I, anyway. And I've been blessed like that too. Because I was willing to turn aside and listen to the Lord. The Lord sees us where we're at. He knows us. David, <laughs> David even said in Psalm 139 and 8, said, if I ascend into heaven, thou art there. And if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. He knows us. Doesn't matter where we go. He sees us. And He knows us. And He's there. 2 Corinthians 12 and 7. I just picked out a few scriptures about the Lord seeing. Or... Oh, and it said, and when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves. Do we ever take time? <clears throat> this generation is real good about when the Lord sees my heart. Well, the Lord sees my heart, what I really feel like and all that. But I want to tell you something. The Lord wants to hear your voice. Yes. He wants to see your actions. Yes. He wants to see something more than just, well, they would have done good, but they never did. He wants to see some actions. Amen. Amen. That's part of our worship. Amen. Uh, I know a lot of us are quiet and all that, and I know a lot of things, but I want to tell you something. The Lord wants to hear your voice. Yes. Oh, I don't have to talk very loud for that. He likes to hear a shout from you. Glory to God! Come on! <clears throat> well, that's just not the way I am. I don't know about you, but I want to see the Lord. I want Him to love me. Amen. He's coming back with a shout. And if it's good enough for him to shout, I think it means something to him to hear me shout. Amen. Jesus sees us. He knows us. Don't get so callous that we think I don't have to pray. Don't ever think you've made it and you don't have to read your Bible anymore. you got to read your Bible. You know, some folks have graduated to where they don't have to come to church anymore. Huh? You laugh. I've had more than three from this congregation that when they went the other direction, they said, I get as much out of that TV evangelist as I get out of coming to church. It's a lie. Yeah. 
It's alive. Jesus even said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. It's important. It's important. That's the body of Christ. He sees us. Yes. Teresa, come get us a song. Don't leave till we pray for you. Okay? Unless you want that chance. So, let's sing all across the house. How about be honest with yourself? Don't paint any beautiful pictures of yourself because the Lord knows you. He knows those last thoughts you've had. He knows what you think of other people. He knows what you think about church and all those type things. Don't paint no pretty pictures. But if the Lord saw you right this moment, snapshot, click, what would He see? And what would He see in your heart? Does He see in your heart a hunger and a desire to love Him and to serve Him? Or would He see a coldness? That so many people like over in Malachi said, you know, how have we done bad to you? Because you don't, you don't even speak my name. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Jesus sees you. And I want to tell you something. He has eyes of mercy. He hates sin, folks. He won't accept sin in His children. But there are some times we get caught up in the lies of ourselves and in the lies of the devil. And we know we're not right. I don't know about you. I don't want to meet the Lord with sin on my hands. Blood on my hands. Things unrepented of. Things that I hadn't cried out to God about. He sees us. I'm not saying everyone in here is a sinner. Someone that everyone in here is lost and undone? No. A lot of the home crowd here, I'd like to hope and think that all of you have been living right. But if you've been hiding, and if you've been sneaking, or if you've just been doing it, God sees you. And He's giving you a call. Come home. Come back. I'll take you back. Oh, sweet Jesus, I thank you so much for the many times, Lord, when I failed you. And you never said a bad word to me when I come home. But you just opened your arms one more time and brought me right back in. I can't understand that grace and that mercy, Lord. 
but I have learned to just accept it. Here this morning, Lord, if there's someone in the sound of my voice who's needing that mercy and that grace, I ask Jesus, give it to them. Help them. Help them to know that they are not all off all by themselves, but that you still see them. You still know them and that you love them. Come by, Lord. Hear our prayers this morning, we pray. In your blessed, holy, righteous, and wonderful name, that name of Jesus, that everyone said, Down here, brother Jeff. Um, we're going to do a little different. Come down here, brother Jeff. Brother Jeff Smith's going in for uh, surgery. A heart. He's got a blockage. A blockage in his heart, Lord. I pray, Lord, would you move for him right now? Would you, God, the physician's hands? Would you heal him and help him, oh God? And Lord, if you heal by the physician's hands, or if the physician goes in and says, I don't know what happened, it's gone. Either way, Lord, we'll take it. But Lord, we pray, have your hand in this. Move for him. Help him to experience you like he's never experienced you before, Lord. Come by, Lord, and move for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Now I invite everyone to come. Let's gather around this altar. Let's seek after him this morning. Can you say... I see him who sees me. Come on. Let's come. Let's seek after the Lord.